Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast, episode 63 at com. This week we're doing a backpack review. It's my Berghaus Antius 48 by 5 litre. Uh, we're still in Ventnor on the Isle of Wight in England, but we're leaving this weekend. In fact, we're packing at the moment. Since we last spoke, we've walked right around the island, um, from Ventnor back to around Ventnor, to Ventnor. Yeah. Uh, That's what it means to walk around. (laughs) You go from one place and you come back to the same place. Indeed it does. So that'll be on the Travel Talks video over the next three weeks. Um, Got some hints and tips on Ventnor and then two episodes on walking around the island. Um, Over the next few days we're spending a couple of days with family before we head to Bilbao in northern Spain. And uh, that'll be about two weeks. Yeah, that should be really good. We, We went there very briefly on our way to the Camino. We flew into Bilbao and then caught the bus out to Pamplona. And it seemed like a really nice town, so I'm really looking forward to going back to it. Yeah, when we passed through, I was like, yeah, I really, really want to go back. And now we are, so it's great. Yeah. Uh, This week, our affiliate of the week is Rock Creek, which is a a really good outdoor supply shop, which is based in the States. We sell our Vibram Five Fingers shoes through them. I'm sure you've heard us talk about them before. They're Craig's favourite shoes in the whole world, and we get so many comments on them. But Rock Creek have a tent sale on now. They're selling Mountain Hardware and Mammut brands, which are both really good brands. Craig's been bugging me for ages to try and buy a a Mountain Hardware tent, but I keep having to say no. They're worth it. They're awesome. Yes, and if we actually had the money, we'd probably get one. So, good brands. Um, Also, Rock Creek do free shipping in the States for orders over $50. And they ship overseas as well. And with the exchange rate as it is now, i.e. the American dollar is not doing so well, it might make it worth it if you're wanting to buy some of these good brands. Yeah. Um, hey, you buy ourselves a mountain hardware tent? No. No, okay. It's always worth a go. Well, I know this week we promised you a review of hostel booking sites, but we haven't had the time online to research it properly. Internet access has been at a premium for the last few weeks. So look out for that review in the middle of July. And this week we're talking about this pack, the Berghaus Antius 48 litre plus 5 litre. We've had some emails recently from people who are um, going backpacking this summer and planning even for the Southern Hemisphere summer next year. And some people have been asking about packs, so we thought we'd review this one. Yeah, it's a nice small one. I mean, it's only 48 litres plus 5 with extra bits. And which is quite a nice size. The ones we had before, well, the one Craig had was 75 litres plus a 20 litre day bag, and my one's 65 plus 20, so they're quite big. This one's a lot smaller, and it really fits in with our pack light philosophy, which we haven't been doing too well with recently. But with this bag, we're starting anew, and um, this bag really works in, because the smaller the bag, the less stuff you bring. Yeah. Um, I bought it in London. There's a little outdoor shop just opposite London Victoria Station, so I bought it in there for about 70 quid, which was a very good price, I think. It was the last of stock, you know, the last of line sale. So they had really reduced the price. Um, now the company, Berghaus, has released version 4 of this pack. And the one I got is version 3, so that's why it was cheap. I bought it with the Camino in mind, uh, so that was a 900 kilometer walk. And then ongoing travel after that. So my considered use for it was for outdoor walking as well as for travel in general. I was looking for something simple, top-loading, few zips, because it zips where my last bag just completely fell apart. In a huge way. 
And I also really wanted um, some small storage space in the hoods for quick access things like um, this microphone. So of course it also had to fit my body with all of those things. Yeah, it's quite important. And this pack's really good for that. It's got a simple design. It's just the one main compartment with three pockets on the main body, plus quite a large zip-up storage space on the top. The suit, the two side pockets can be stored away when they're not being used. They don't they kind of just fold in on themselves. They don't stick out like some of those ugly bags we've seen. And um, But when you pull them out, they fit four litres each. So that's pretty cool. Uh, when we walked the white coastal path, we used one of these pockets for our medicine kit and the other one for food equipment. But you don't usually use them, do you? No, I don't. Um, but in this case, it was just really kind of handy to have them for quick access. I mean, going into the medical kit for anti-inflammatories with all of the nettles and rose bushes and things. Yeah. And um, in for the food equipment for all of the eating that we did. Yeah, because your last bag had no little pockets like that and it was really annoying. Yeah, everything it was just one big main sack. So I had to, to open up the main bag every time. So that was something I was really looking for in a new pack. Yeah. But you said you wanted to avoid zips, but there are actually quite a lot of zips on this bag, aren't there? Yeah, but none of them are for the main section of the bag. I mean, there's a zip on both sides for these side pockets. There's a zip in the front for the side pocket and a zip at the top for the hood. Um, they're all kind of separate spaces. Oh, and there's also a zip for the, the waterproof rain cover that sits in there. All of these are kind of extras. They don't affect the main function of the bag. Um, the bag opens at the top with a drawstring. And there's also a secondary access with another zip. But I figure if that one fails, it won't be too difficult to actually sew that secondary access up. It's not going to affect things too much. So the main access, the main part of the bag, has got a drawstring and um, plastic clips on tension strings to keep it shut. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that this one's going to last a bit longer than the three years my last pack lasted me. Well, it did last quite a long time, and we weren't very nice to that pack. No, but with our lifestyle, we're not nice to any of our equipment. Well, this the stuff's got to last. So how does the new bag fit, then? Yeah, it's good. It's really comfortable. Um, I've got no bruising, which I was kind of expecting with a new pack. But not my hips are great. Um, my shoulders are also good. Except the one time that I got the bag up over 18kg, and then it pulled backwards on me. I don't think it's quite designed to take weights up around 20 kilos. It's got what they call a biofit back system. I don't have a clue what that means, but the hip belt's adjustable, the back length is adjustable, and um, there's a chest harness on it, which I took off and threw away quite quickly. Not um, a fan of chest harnesses? No, they don't do anything for me. I mean, with the, the waist harness done up and the bag pulled forward over the shoulders... It's just completely unnecessary. Um, there's good side compression straps and top tensioning straps, which keep things compacted so it's close to the body, and the weight fits nicely. Um, if the weight's under 12 kilos, like it was on the Camino and on this coastal path, I barely feel it at all. Um, under 18 kilos has also been fine while we're doing longer trips overland, um, but... Over 18 kilos, it is a bit problematic, not too comfy. Oh, the bag itself weighs about 2 kilos, so... So you've got about 10 kilos worth of stuff in there. Yeah, which should, theoretically, be more than enough. 
And it fits quite nicely with Ryanair's baggage allowance. It does. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a, uh, in my thoughts when I bought it, but yeah. Some of the things you haven't talked about is the hydration pouch. Yeah, so for the, the water systems, we mm-hmm. talked about our platypus. Um, that fits in there nicely, has holes on the left and right-hand side for the hose to come out. So it's designed for that as well. Yep. What about the attachment points on the lid and front of pack? You can tie things on the front. There's quite a lot of little places where you can attach things with bungee cords or with string. Does yeah. that work for you? Yeah, I don't like to use that kind of stuff too much because um, I like to keep the bag as compact as possible. But for a rain jacket, if it's showery, it's great just to be able to clip that on and be able to unclip it quickly when I need to. Um, it... Walking poles. Mm-hmm. You You've know. got those little places where you can stick them in as well, just little yeah, there's, bits there's, of material. Yeah, there's dedicated places for the walking poles. What about the rain cover? Does that do its job okay? Yep, rain cover is part of the pack, although it can be removed and... Um, it's definitely worth its weight. It's fully waterproof. Mm-hmm. And um, that just sits up by the grab handle on the top. Yep. Um, one thing I really ought to point out is doing a review on this. There's no way to lock the pack shut. So if you're pack shopping, you'll find this is probably the main difference between travel packs and outdoorsy packs. Travel packs seal with zips which I've found to my detriment are likely to come apart at the seams. Not all of them. My one doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but they can be locked because of the zip. But when you've got this drawstring kind of attachment, there's no way to padlock a drawstring. So for flights or if you're leaving your bag unattended for a long time in a public space and you wanted to padlock it, then you're going to have to do something. Um, we got a pack cover, which is like a giant canvas bag and um, you know, put a padlock on that. If you're only flying a little bit though, it might be more weight efficient just to get the bag plastic wrapped at the airport. Cause Although that, it is quite expensive to do that. We looked into doing it once and it was just Oh, it was just horrendous. No, so we, we, did all... do it. we did do it once. You it did? Was, you? Um, oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, think it was I mean, if you just go to the supermarket pounds. and buy some cling film, it costs you like <laughs> 30p. <laughs> You know, 59p for a for a pack of cling film. Do it yourself. Yeah. Take it at the airport. <laughs> same amount of cling film. It's like eight quid. Yeah. I feel very strongly about this. Even though I've got friends who are baggage handlers, I don't trust them more than I can throw them. And I'm not sure if I can pick Raymond up. We'll give it a go next time we see him. <laughs> That's Hi, something, to go for. <laughs> something to go home for. We'll try and chuck him in the pool. Well, um... Yeah, so that's that's the disadvantage for this kind of pack. There's yeah. no way to lock it. Well, we bought this um, Tatonka pack cover thing. We got it in, where was it? Innsbruck. In Innsbruck, yeah, In Innsbruck, in Austria. Now, Innsbruck is definitely not the place to buy things like this. I mean, <laughs> sure, it's an adventure capital of the world. It's a place where you go for skiing and you can buy very nice skiing equipment and, and, and beautiful clothes, but it's not cheap. And um, this pack cover costs about 20 euros, and it's crap. It, it just... It just isn't doing its job very well at all. I wasn't happy with it at the time, and I'm not happy with it now. <sighs> yeah, so having taken it to Turkey and back, it came back with all sorts of small holes in it. So um, the baggage handlers over in Turkey must be even rougher than the ones in Auckland, huh, Raymond? <laughs> <laughs> you might be. I mean, there are some things you can get, like just get a great big canvas bag that has two two zips on it that you can lock together. Just keep an eye out at your local charity shop or mm. or something like that where you can buy just a cheap bag to put your bag in and that should do the job as well. So I guess that's the big con and something to think about um, whether you're buying this pack or another one. Yeah. 
Either stock up on cling film at your local supermarket <laughs> or get a bag to put it in if you're traveling a lot with it. So who would you recommend the pack to? Well, the pack's great. I think it's a bit of an all-rounder. It's good for the kind of traveling we do. It's good for walking. Um, I like the fact they've got a men's and a women's version. Um, I don't know what the difference is between the two, but it's good to see the companies at least put some thoughts into the differentiation between body shapes. Or at least thought into the marketing. Wow, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know about you, but I always feel better about outdoor companies that kind of differentiate a men's yeah, style yeah. and a woman's style because bodies are different. I recommend it to people who won't be flying often or who are willing to invest the extra sort of 10 to 20 euros in a pack cover. Um, I'd recommend it to people who know how to pack light or who need the discipline of a smaller pack. Yeah, it's quite a good um, mid, mid-size, isn't it? It's not tiny, but it's not... You can bring your whole life. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you can still fit all of your essentials and still have a third of the pack left for extras or things you buy along the way. Well, I mean, we, we live for, what, a month out of it, six weeks. Yeah, that's right. Two of us with just that in one day bag. So, I mean, and that had sleeping bags in it as well. So if, you're not, if you haven't got sleeping bags, then yeah. you've got a lot of space. Absolutely. Um, I'd recommend it to people who don't feel the need for a lot of pockets. I mean, five compartments should be enough for anyone. It's great for people who do lots of walking um, with the packs. So if you are doing any kind of hiking, if you're doing day trips where you need this bag, if you've got a Eurail pass and you're kind of running from the station around the city and back to the train station, that's great. It's also of a size that it fits easily into medium-sized baggage lockers. So you don't need to pay that extra two pounds or three or four euros or I don't know what it costs in other places in the world. But it's not to, very cheap. To go from a medium-sized baggage locker in, in an airport or train station up to the large one is, you know, at least a drink's worth of, uh, Candy, yeah. of money. So overall, it's a great pack for independent travelers. I'm really happy with it. Not too big, not too small. It's lightweight, but it's durable. Um, I mean, we've had it for about three to four months, and I've already walked at least, well, it'll be approaching 2,000 kilometers, at least 1,500 kilometers of kind of outdoors walking, and then backwards and forwards between trains, planes, automobiles, hostels. So yeah, I'd say it's approaching 2,000 kilometres in three months, and it just shows no sign of wear at all. Yeah, it's it's looking pretty good. And I think the cost is good as well. I mean, we're shopping in Britain, which is not known as the cheap place to go shopping, and packs started around £40 and went up to over £200. So this end-of-line sale really brought it down to 70 quid, and that was a really great bargain for us. So that's us. I think that brings us to the end of our review of the Berghaus Antius. It's a 48 plus 5 litre pack and uh, we picked it up for 70 quid. There are a lot of things that we'd like to review and some things that we've even promised you that we just haven't been able to do because of the longer show format. So next week we're launching another new site feature which is one minute reviews. Um, In the last little while, we've brought in iTunes enhanced shows, articles from different authors, and Travel Talks, the new video podcast. Now we're also bringing in um, a specialized review section. 
Each review will be around one minute long. It'll be audio. You can play it on the site where we'll also have product specs and links to whatever we're reviewing. Uh, we're starting with a review of the book we use to walk the Isle of Wight coastal path. Um, it's called The Complete Isle of Wight Coastal Path by B.G. Smales. Very inventive title, I thought. Yeah, <laughs> original. Um, so we're going to have book reviews, gear reviews, hostel reviews, and um, they'll just be short, sharp. We'll talk about what they are, what they cost, whether we like it or not. Um, and because we don't own everything in the world, and because we haven't been to every hostel in the world, we really want your input. So if you'd like to submit some reviews, uh, send me an email, mail at IndieTravelPodcast.com, and um, we can talk about that. So remember to visit IndieTravelPodcast.com anyway, and make sure you click through to the Rock Creek Shop if you're looking for any sort of outdoor gear, especially climbing or kayaking equipment, or cheap tents because they've got that sale on now. And they stock really good brands like Mountain Hardware, oh, <laughs> and remember they'll give you free US shipping for... Orders over 50 bucks. Yeah, I just love mountain hardware gear. I've got a mountain hardware jacket. That's my pride and joy at the moment. I'm slowly going to build up. You know. Is it mountain hardware? I thought it was Mammut. No, it's Mammut trousers. Oh, that's Mountain right, hardware yeah. jacket. Yeah. So, I don't have any very expensive clothing. Yeah, oh well. Anyway, you can email us anytime you want. Let us know your travel plans, your questions, your suggestions for the show. You can email us, mail at IndieTravelPodcast.com, or you can use the contact form on site. Um, also, drop by the site itself and leave comments. We've had some great ones recently on eating local, using Esperanto, which is mm. an artificial language. Do and people actually use it? I'd be in interested to hear. Yeah, there was a guy that left a comment on the site saying he uses it for his travels. Cool. So, yeah. Um, someone leaving a website with discounts for Prague Hotel. So if you're going to Prague, do a search for that. And um, someone else has done a barefoot shoe review looking at different brands. Cool. We also have some good articles. The latest one is from Jessica talking about wild camping, or actually more specifically, where to sleep in your car. So it's great for saving cash when you're in a city or in other urban environments. Well, I reckon that's us for this week. Yeah, I think so. So thanks for listening, and until next week, travel well.